Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to From the Friar. Today we have a very special guest. We have Teresa and John from Married to Reality, and we are so excited to have them. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yes, hopefully you guys listened to part one over on our feed. But yeah, if if you guys are new to us, we are Teresa and John of the Married to Reality podcast. We got our start doing 90 Day Fiance because maybe you heard from my wife's little accent right there. She is a foreigner. What accent? Exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not a New Zealand accent, Teresa. We'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're an international couple and we started covering 90 Day Fiance a few years back. And then some of our friends said, why don't you cover Married at First Sight? And we said, all right. And then they said, how about you cover Sister Wives? And we said, no. <laughs> but you can listen to From the Friar if you want to hear that coverage. So, yes, we uh, were Married to Reality. We're on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod and over on Patreon as well. But, yeah, we just watch all of our favorite trash TV and we talk about it. That's what Wonderful. we do. No, pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, always a pleasure to collaborate from another team in the community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Especially with another married couple. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's unique. This is the first time we've done, you know, a collab with another married couple. And I think it's fun because it adds a little bit of a different lens to the show. For so sure. that's nice. Yeah, For successful sure. lens. There Made we go. <laughs> we are 100% successful over here, Matt. You that's that? right. Your 25% stinks. <laughs> and just a heads up for anyone that would like a 90 day coverage podcast, please go check them out. We don't cover 90 day anymore, but they do. And it's a wonderful podcast. So please go check them out. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's go ahead and start with Claire and Cameron. I support a funky sun outfit. <laughs> I love seeing, yeah, like kids in full-blown coverage outfits with a big hat. Like, I love it. I was like, all right. I I feel him. First of all, I have a pale skin, blonde hair. I burn like a marshmallow in the sun. And so I look the same when I go to the beach. I have my wet shirt. I have my hat. I have my big sunnies. So I'm all for it. And you guys know I love Cameron, unlike everyone else. But this just added to my liking. I'm like, you know how to deal with the sun. Can I say, I think you need to pick and choose. I'm all for a sun shirt. We have our own. <laughs> our parents came to Florida a couple of weeks ago. We got them their own sun shirts. My but mom then, said my dad's never looked hotter than when he put the <laughs> There you go. But to that point, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but he was wearing one of my hats. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't wearing a big floppy <laughs> sure, sure. sun hat, right? So I think you pick and choose. If you want to go that bucket hat, maybe wear the married at first sight or the husband hat like Orion was wearing. That's true. And, and you can go sun shirt or you go, you go another shirt and you can wear the hat. But for me, it was too much. But I think Cameron stinks. And so most of the things he, <laughs> he does, I'm opposed to. I think if I was going to wear it so much, because I usually do, I just, I don't, I don't have that big head, but I have a regular head. 
you would be all for it because you don't like when I burn in the sun. Like we went to the beach with our parents, as you said, and I was not going to wear my, my sun shirt because, or my wet shirt. Cause I'm like, let me get some tan. And John is like, Oh, you're going to the beach without your wet shirt. Where is your wet shirt? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my wet shirt on. So I think you would appreciate me like gearing up to the next level. You tell yourself that. I like it. Can we talk about what she was wearing? We can, because that was, I felt was more odd than Cameron's. <laughs> uh, Cameron was paddleboarding ready. She was ready for a tea with grandma. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The knitted crop top. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a half sweater, half bikini top? Because this was my first time. I mean, for any, anyone who's ever paddleboarded, you know that it's a slippery slope, like literally. Like you can slip very easily and fall into the water. So her wearing that outfit, I don't think she really knew that that's a possibility. Otherwise, very poor choice. Yeah, jean shorts, rough to swim in. So if you fall, that's hard. Exactly. One thing to note that I noticed, and I'm skipping ahead just a little bit, but you notice after they got done, I think they were completely dry, which I see as an accomplishment that you go paddleboarding and didn't fall once. That's a good point, and that's that's definitely an accomplishment. Yes. <laughs> Teresa and I went paddleboarding a couple months ago. We oh. were up, we were up in Maine, and it's challenging. If people make it look easy. It's challenging, but there was this this older guy who fell behind us, oh. and he couldn't. And the and the issue is once you fall on the paddleboard to get back up on it while you're in the middle of the water. That's the real challenge. It and is. so he kind of just. He looked like a child learning to swim with a kickboard all the way back to the dock. And I, I felt Aww. terrible for him. So it is an accomplishment <laughs> to stay to stay dry. Because but it's I was slippery. Say, it's you're slippery. The board yeah. is slippery. Then you lose your paddle. It's ugh, it's a whole thing. So, so I never thought never... of the process of falling. Like I want to go really bad, but I never thought of that process. So now I'm just like, leave me. Like just wherever <laughs> I float to, I float to. <laughs> You can get on your stomach and, and almost like a surfboard paddle. I think that's easier. But okay. to, st- to stand up once you're down, very challenging. But I wanted to bring up the fashion because I think it's deeper than just like, oh, I don't like that hat. Cameron's feeling like she doesn't want to make any moves physically because she doesn't like my fat. Like he's he's taking it that far and going, she's so turned off by my fashion choices that we're not able to get intimate. Exactly. And do you feel like there's been a lot of little comments here and there from Claire, not necessarily good ones, like some negativity. So it's about the clothes. It's about, I mean, we'll get into it, the bike shop, but there's always just these little in the background things that I don't even know if she's aware that she's doing. Yeah, for sure. Especially for someone who whose hair looks like she's got it done in 2004. And she's <laughs> still so like, many rocking comments. it. Shots fired. I'm like, well, what is that? And it's like, I, I get it. There are certain like fast, for example, my grandma has purple hair and it's a thing for a certain generation. All the grandmas in Czech have purple hair, right? But it's like, they're living it. They're rocking it. They're rocking it for years. Claire, who's someone who's young, like keep up with the fashion, girlfriend. I mean, wh- what is that hair? And what is that top? <laughs> <laughs> so like for me, like judging him on his fashion, like I don't think, and I'm big on, I, lo- I love a good, I love a good outfit. He doesn't wear anything that crazy that I would be like, oh, what is he wearing? Like, he is like a regular dude wearing like normal looking clothes. 
it's, it's not, very tame. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not like high fashion, but it's not it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's very Colorado. And so like her making these comments, I don't really know where it's coming from. And it almost feels like, oh, she's trying to find something else to kind of nitpick on. That's exactly how I took it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even hear these comments. As a person like that, yeah. I'm I don't sorry, even hear John. these comments over Teresa's fangirling over Cameron. <laughs> so all I hear is, oh, oh yeah, what an accent, an amazing accent, Kiwi, flightless bird. Okay, keep it down. I'm trying to take notes. It's not even like fangirling, but it's like I he's hasn't done anything for me to dislike him. He didn't help her with her luggage. He, we, we he set off. We can disagree on that one. <laughs> he set off putting things about, oh, yeah, I excel academically all the time. Like, he says a lot of cringy things and does a lot of cringy things, uh, but he says it in a cute accent. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> well, I think it's his sense of humor. And for someone who is foreign, maybe I sometimes I say things that people look at me like, are you serious? And I'm like, no. But. There is this miscommunication with certain people who have a little different sense of humor. And I believe he is joking. There is no way he's being he's being that serious about himself. Okay, so Teresa and Cameron are vibing on the sense of humor. I can feel that. <laughs> but but John and I from the jump, I don't know. So I, John, I can't recall where you kind of immediately fell out of love with Cameron. Mine was more the way he carried himself, the lack of friends at certain events. I thought it was weird that you wouldn't have your closest friends with you to do certain aspects of the show. Either your friends just didn't want to be a part of it, or maybe they didn't want to make the time, whatever it may be. I just thought it was a bit odd that everyone else did and you did not. So that kind of strikes me as why would your friends not want to join you in that process? To me, that's kind of giving me a little bit of insight into your character. That was one thing. But then I would say for Teresa, you have got to put yourself in Claire's shoes at that airport scene. What would you say to John if he just bailed on you going down like the tarmac or whatever, the the, the portal okay. and just left you? Okay. I, that, I think that was the one time I gave Cameron shit for leaving <laughs> her behind. Like, yeah, it's like, that was shitty. He shouldn't have done that. Even if, let's say, yes, they're new to this relationship. She is his wife. Maybe it's not sinking in. You're still there with someone. Like, you just, you wait for your, even friends, right? You don't just take off. However, the whole luggage thing, like, I'm an independent woman. I'll take care of my luggage. I don't need John to do that. I'll do it myself. So, and she said it too. She's like, I'm independent. I want to do this and that. He should have offered. But I don't think, um, I don't think her being offended by it, like, you know, it is what it is. See, you're more thoughtful than I am, Leanne, because I didn't even really think about all the friends are there. Nobody supports them. <laughs> I was turned off the minute it was like, friends and family want you to know he loves bikes. He works on bikes. If, if you don't like biking, you're not going to have a chance. I'm like, I can't stand when one thing is an entire person's personality. Gotcha. And just gotcha. the fact that bikes are his entire personality, I was out. And then I just got proved right as the show progressed but well it's it was, it was his job i feel like he it's something he does for a living and he's passionate about it so what's wrong with that i feel like i love what i do i love podcasting i i love my day job too like i love what i do for a living and i also talk about it a lot so now i'm like questioning you john like do you even like what i talk about all this stuff <laughs> he's just so do you, do you even like me do you even he's- like me <laughs> no i don't i love you but he's so oh. one-dimensional it, it's bikes, bikes, bikes. For you, you just named two things, at least. You're like, my day job, podcasting. So 
Okay. You're more interesting than Cameron just on that. But come on. Still, I think you're on he, the- has a, he has a passion. I appreciate people who have, who have a passion for something. Sure. And Claire does too. It just irked me because in this mode of traveling, for example, on the plane, we have assigned seating. We're sitting next to each other. What is the point of being ahead of me or not staying with your, essentially your seat buddy, your wife? It just made no sense to me in that moment. I so totally me, agree. I agree. Let, let me ask you this question then, because I'm curious about motive and intention a lot. Sure, sure. Do you think Cameron came on the show to actually find love and find a wife? Or was there some ulterior motive? You know, I don't know because I don't know how much clout you can really build up for a bike shop going on a married at first sight, you know, maths. That audience is, you know, you're not getting much pull there. Um, I was also torn because there was a question of, do you think Cameron was ready for marriage? And his friends were totally like, yes. I don't really know if they believe that answer. They were all in like, he is for sure ready for marriage. Then they said, well, is he intimate and they're like well we don't know i'm like that was a little bit fair because you're not straight up like just being intimate in front of your friends right you're kind of if you're more private they were um, just like finally someone else to listen to him talk about bikes so we don't have to <laughs> well i have a hot take okay so love i think it. he is in it because he needs love he wants to find love because it's been hard for him as a foreigner and i can attest to it it's hard to find love when you come from two different cultures. And I got, I got very fortunate finding John. We met on Tinder, right? I just swiped right because I'm like, oh, he's a cute guy. Why not? But then we build this relationship. But I think John is different than most American guys. That is just, and I don't want to go into details, but there is something about John that was always different. And I could never bond with anyone else. Like I, I've been on dates, I've dated, but it's I could never really fully you know, connect with people. And I think it was cultural for me. A lot of people are dismissing where I'm from, dismissing what I like to do, dismissing like, oh, you have an accent or like, oh, you're a nanny. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's what I did when I came here. I was an au pair. And so there was all these like negativity that I could just, I could never connect with anyone. And I think he's been unlucky in the sense that he, he, he hasn't found his John yet as I have. So he's trying and the way to do it, like, let's get on maps. So I think he is in it for love, hoping that he will meet someone who will appreciate his weird humor and the fact that he's Kiwi and the fact that, oh, all my family is in New Zealand. I don't have a lot of people here, but, you know, we can travel. We can we can do other things. So that's maybe that's why I like him, because I connect with him and I can understand this. Sure. Hot take. The, 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 <laughs> thing, for, the thing for Cameron, he did mention that the accent was a really good way to start a conversation or to meet someone. But more than likely, I would imagine if from what we're seeing on the screen, it was probably his personality that was the downfall of any of those interactions from moving forward. I would imagine John showed a caring, right? As you're building this relationship, there was a, I'm, I care about what you're talking about. I care about where you're from, right? So you can, you can feel that in conversation. Whereas from what I've seen from Cameron, it's like, you could probably tell him something and he might not really care. I think he would care if he found or was matched with the right person. I mm. think he maybe doesn't care because let's just be honest. Like we all like before we met our, you know, better house, then we all went on dates before. And when you meet someone, 
I feel like for me, like I immediately know if I will like this person. And it's the same with friends. Like I meet someone and within like five to 10 minutes, I can be like, oh, I want to be your friend or to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with you, but like, don't talk to me. I don't need to hang out with you. I don't need to see you because I don't, I, there is nothing I, I'm vibing with you. We have nothing in common. And I think that's his issue. I think he thinks, oh, Claire is a pretty girl. But there is nothing in between. Mm. And I think the in-between is so important. Yeah, just go back to your point. It is amazing how quickly you can vibe with someone's personality when you first meet them. It, it yeah. is pretty fascinating. Yeah, and I just don't think they do it. I don't think she gets his sense of humor. I don't think he understands where, you know, like she comes from this family that's like super extremely close, which I don't understand either. Like my family, we're close, but like, normally close we don't need to see each other or hang out all the time not only that we cannot because we live in different continents but we just don't need that right and i think maybe he that's the side of him he's like oh okay well you guys are so 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 close i uh that's not really what i do and so i think there is just a lot of miscommunication and there is not the immediate like oh my gosh like this person is amazing and i don't think they'll get there but we'll see no, perfect, perfect. And just by the way, we love the healthy debate. I mean, we always mention on the show, uh, Ellie and I, we're in this bubble, right, where it's like only our opinions matter or it's our pod, right? But we value people's perspective. We're like, if we are wrong, like give us that insight or give us that alternate perspective. So again, right, another shout out of why really appreciate doing this collaboration because we get to see these different perspectives. Because if not, if people were just listening to our pod, we are bashing Cameron. We are giving him no hope. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. We've learned so much from this podcast, not just from watching other couples or other cultures, but from each other. And then everyone who calls in, and, and messages us and shares their thoughts. You're like, oh, yeah, never thought about that. That's, that's a great point of view. Yeah, we love a healthy debate. Like, we love to debate each other, like, all the time. <laughs> it gets heated. Yeah, I feel that. In a good way, in a good way. <laughs> Leon loves to see, like, devil's advocate, and will like, ride that to the end. Totally. <laughs> so I feel prove, that. It's how you prove your point. You're like, all right, well, let me try to poke holes in it. And then you walk away either believing it more. Or you're like, all right, I see. I see your 100%. point. 100%. Yep. 100%. So going back to Cameron's passion, a.k.a. his job, he owns a bike shop. Did you feel like Claire was a little condescending or maybe putting down his passion a little bit when they were after paddleboarding, sitting on the dock? I think I tweeted something like she might as well add little in there. Like, oh, you work on the little bikes or something. Like, I thought it was so ingenuine. I, yeah. Go I, ahead, John. I think Cameron started with the condescending nature. I, I forget the order of operations here, but I thought Cameron said like, so you're still in school. And the way he said it yeah, was almost a negative. And I think that started this reaction of, OK, well, if you're not going to accept what I do fully. I'm definitely not going to accept what you do. The only counter to that is he did catch himself quickly. He was trying to say, not to say that that's bad. He's just, just trying to voice you're in school. That's my only time I'm going to defend Cameron. I'm sorry, Cameron. That's, that's, that's it. That's all I got. Well, yeah, I feel it too. Cause I don't think, okay, there is nothing wrong with it. Like, honestly, when someone says I'm in school, that's if anyone says, Oh, why? That's just, that's just so messed up. I feel yeah. like if whether you're 20 or 30 or 50 or 80 and you're in school, 
everyone's like giving you kudos for that. Like you're doing something for yourself. That's awesome. Go for it. So I don't think he was dismissing it. That, that, there is no point of him doing that. Well, she came back with the sass twice as hard because mm-hmm, she's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting my master's and you fix bikes. Also, not to be a creep, but I looked up his LinkedIn and I'm pretty sure it said a master's of engineering. And so I was Ooh. like, mm. <laughs> I think he is. I think he has an education, but he followed his passion. And I, actually, I think that's awesome. It is. It's so rare to be able to do that and have it make money and you can live. I know. And- I just don't think Claire wants to be married to a bike mechanic because the way she questions, oh, do you ever get bored of that? That's what you really want to do full time. She does not support it. She doesn't see herself married to because, again, going back to her big family, I feel like it's this classic white collar family. And she being married to a bike mechanic is just is not how she pictured her life. I think think we're framing Cameron the wrong way. You could say bike mechanic, but you could also say business owner. Okay, that's fair. And that's who he is. I think Claire needs like a finance bro in a vest. Oh, I could see that. That's that's her vibe. Well, that's not Cameron because he is a mountain guy. Let's go biking and outdoorsy, but she is not. And again, it's okay. I don't know what PC and DP were thinking, but here we are. Yeah, she doesn't strike me as someone that's very outdoorsy. So if he's gone every free moment he gets and he's not willing to give that up, I mean, that alone is not going to work. Exactly. But that can go back to, are you ready for marriage if you're not willing to give up some of these things? And maybe not entirely give them up, but just sort of, scale back so we have so on our podcast we have the three c's to a healthy and happy relationship which is copulation okay first and foremost then we have communication and then maybe the biggest of all compromise and so to that point it's like yeah you don't have to give up your passions at all but you have to compromise so maybe you're not going and doing it every single weekend maybe you gotta go back and forth and do what claire likes one weekend Sure. Those are great guidance. Three C's. I love it. I'm stealing it. Three C's. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else we want to discuss about Cameron and Claire? Just well, the dinner. Dinner, yeah. Yeah, because yes. it got real spicy. They went to dinner. Claire talks about how she takes her job very seriously and asks if he's in therapy. And then it just oh, quickly yeah. snowballed. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think came so came in and opened up saying we can use this dinner as a fun start to the night. And I almost feel like he just wants to be like, you know what? Let's forget about everything. Let's try to have fun. Eh? Sure. Let's see yep. what the night would be great. Us. <laughs> but it got very heavy, very fast. With Speaking the therapy. of a fun start to the night, I go to one of my C's. I go copulation. And I feel like he <laughs> I feel like maybe he's a little sexually frustrated and that release would help him. Because when he's going, oh, yeah, we're going to have a fun night, that leads me that leads me to more than a PG-13 shower. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe <laughs> that would help both of them. Yeah, well, I don't know if she's there with him. And I almost feel like he he feels like, all right, let's let's bang it out to connect. Like, I let's could connect see, in yeah. any type of way. Because, again, I think he he finds her attractive. I think she finds him attractive, too. At least she has at the wedding. So uh, maybe he feels like if we have sex, then other things will fall into place. But it's not how things work. And we'll learn it very quickly how different they are. But it's also a form of validation. 
So if they do have sex, because Cameron said at the top of the segment, oh, she doesn't like my fashion sense, so she doesn't want to progress and get intimate. If they do get intimate, it's it's validation that, okay, she is attracted to me. She is. Yeah. Although maybe she just wants him to take that hideous outfit off, and that's why they get naked. <laughs> so who really knows? I was going to say, like, when you have sex, you usually don't have clothes on unless, I mean... I feel like Cameron unless does. You, unless you do. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see him. I can see him wearing bike shorts with like a little hole. <laughs> wow, that's this is oddly specific. <laughs> I just thought of it for some reason. Don't judge sure. me. Sure. <laughs> sure. But no, the conversation does get more substantial. Yes. Yeah, so she asks if he's going to go to therapy. Why not? What are these barriers? She talks about how it's how important it is to her and it turns into this conversation of you think you deserve everything that just comes to you. You don't work for them. It's yeah. it's interesting for someone on maps to say or to have an issue with that because literally the whole idea of maps is like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to show up and you tell me who I'm marrying and like fingers crossed that, yeah, I am presented with a good option. I yep. think you need to work for things that you want. However, Things also come to you unexpectedly and they can be good. They can be bad. But like I see both sides. I just don't think that they they can see both sides. I think Cameron has his own view of like, yeah, things come to you. And she has her own view saying, oh, yeah, you need to work hard for everything. It's like, no, there is this middle. Yeah. They, they, these two these two thoughts kind of like mix into one at times. And I can see both sides. Sure, yes. sure. I think their communication styles don't really work. For example, Claire's saying that you expect things to just come to you. And, and realistically, Cameron's response should be like, I work hard for what I have. Like I'm a mm-hmm. business owner. I had to go through so many steps just to get to where I am. Like that, what do you, well, I think what he meant by, I have to just be there as far as, yes, I have the opportunity to be the business owner, but I still have to perform these steps, right? These steps um, are there, but I have to do them. Yeah, I think he should have said it. That's a, that's a great point. Um, do you guys like see what I said that it's there? Can you see both ways? Like, can you do agree that they both are right in a way? Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. I'm speaking from experience because it really is that I always go back to this when I think of things like this that. I worked very hard to get where I am in life, right? However, the other way is like things kept happening for me. Like I, I've never, you know, when I moved to the U.S., I moved here for one year to be an au pair, but things, I was getting opportunities that I just took, but I wasn't, and then I worked hard to keep them going. And that's why I'm like, I totally see both ways. And I think it should even be combined into one thing. They should not be two ways. They should be Fully one. agree. And I hate that they're both so stuck in there. Like, nope, it's this way. Nope, oh, yeah. it's this way. As to where it, I can totally see how sure an opportunity arises, but you're not going to get anything from it unless you're pushing that along. For sure. I also feel like, you know, when you like meet someone and you don't click and all of a sudden there is this argument you're having and you don't want to let go of your own thought because you don't like the other person or you're like, you don't see like, you don't see point. I think that's them. Like neither of them want to let go of what they think because there is just, it's almost like there is no reason for it. You just want to like fight real hard for what you're saying because why would you let this person win? Exactly. Back to how we were talking about healthy debates. I appreciate that they are able to have this debate. Like nobody was giving in. 
And I feel like that is a good sign in a relationship to feel comfortable enough. And they kept it respectable to share your opinion and be like, you know what? We don't always have to agree. And I think that they felt comfortable enough to have this debate is a positive for them. It is, but I feel like you and I, when you and I debate, we debate all the time. At the end of the debate, usually like one of us... Not that you say one of you, us, you were right, John. You were right. Yeah, and you say you're right, Teresa. Like one of <laughs> us caves in a little bit. Not to say like, oh, you dismiss your own thoughts. But if your debate, if your argument is good enough, I can go to the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. I think for them, <laughs> it's just... They just don't see it. Neither of them want to like even like give in just for a little bit. And we see it actually later in our next couple, Lauren and Orion. Lauren will kind of give in because she's gonna. She's like, I want to be done with this unhealthy argument. So she's gonna agree with him, maybe to stop it. Mm-hmm. These two, there is no way. I I don't I don't think they will ever argue on any argue. They will never agree on anything. Do you think they'll ever be intimate this season or will be it, will it be like a Clint situation where it just doesn't Great happen? Great question. That was mm. going to be my follow-up. Mm. I can see them getting drunk and like banging it out, but that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> that might help them, honestly. <laughs> I'm leaning more towards a failure to launch scenario. Mm. I John? Think, I think I, yeah, I think I agree with that. If they're not going to bang it out on the honeymoon, I don't think they're going to bang it out we'll see guys we'll see now the couple of the episode Absolutely. lauren and orion and it's yes. i hate that they are the couple of the episode because this was my favorite couple this was every year i have a couple that i kind of attached to i love and wow this one burned out faster than any of the other ones in previous seasons i think lauren and orion were my pick of for sure will make it I don't know where you all stood on your initial uh, decision decision day decisions or picks. Um, curious of where you stand now. I felt like, I don't think I felt so strongly about them making it because mm-hmm. I could see how different they are and they both are big on their cultures, which is great. But I think we'll see it in the argument that's about to happen that... It's, it's, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And from some previews, I don't think it's going to go up the hill. I think it's going to go down the hill with them. But however, at this moment, when we see them in the pool being like cute and touchy and feely, like I'm like, okay, like I see it. I see, I see potential. So like before we actually got to that, to that whole talk of the season so far, it's, uh, I had some hopes. I almost felt like they, I could see them making it. But. The minute the minute Orion told Lauren's family that he wants to move east, oh yeah, uh, oh, with yeah. no consideration of her whatsoever, I, I said no, they're they're DOA. Yeah, that was they a red flag moments. for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, they have their moments that they they're very cute and they yeah. But why that that was my big thing for Orion. Why are you on this show or? Be on the show, but be on the New York version or Boston version when it comes back around. Why are you on the Denver version getting a wife who lives in Denver or around Denver? And then you say you want to live on the East Coast. That's a huge difference. It's Mac 2.0 from Nashville. Oh, yeah. And there's not oh, yeah. still not a reason given. We still don't know why he's in Denver. I think Very his true. family lives because he lives with his mom. Yes, yes. So maybe yes. while he's getting his um, 
real estate license because that's what he said. So yeah. here's the great thing. Like he said, he is licensed in New York, I believe. Yep. Yep. And so I feel like, all right, he moved to Denver to get his license in Denver, living with mom for now to get things going. So his comment about, oh, I want to go back to the East Coast. I don't get it. So exactly. Like, why are you in Denver? I would love to be in Denver, by the way, but <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I love the snow. So they're kind of in a soaking pool, cuddling. It's. I'm worried they're going to be one of those couples that were like so hot and then burn out so quick. I'm worried mm-hmm. that they're going to follow that exact trajectory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They talk about yes. kids as well. One kid potentially open for adoption. They both agree. That's great. Yeah. They seem on the same page at least. Yeah. At least for now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we know what's coming, guys. We all know what's coming. This is why everyone tunes in. <laughs> we then see a scene of them chilling, hanging out in some hammocks. They talk about gender roles in the house. Yes. And I was going to ask you guys. So Lauren says she believes in gender roles. However, there is room for flexibility. And she says, I would love to cook for my man, but not because I'm a woman. And I totally, I'm totally with her as someone who I love to cook. I love taking care of John and and the household, but not because I'm a woman. It's because it's something like I like to do. Exactly the same. Like I make Leon's lunch every day. (laughs) It's like, I like it. It's kind of a way to show love. It's, it's cute. It's nice, but it's never expected of me. That's what makes it better. Yeah. I think when we talk about this, we inevitably fall into like a routine that will work for the couple. Like for example, Ellie mentions that she always preps his lunch because we both work from home, which is very sweet. I am the go-to cafe latte maker in the mornings. Uh, so like everyone kind of has a role that makes the team work. Yeah, we do the same. John goes, he gets the rotisserie chicken. I put my gloves on. I take it apart and <laughs> yeah. put it on his plate. This is very inside. That's love. <laughs> it is love. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Publix rotisserie chicken. $7. <laughs> fantastic lunch. Mojo. Yeah. I don't even, and of course it's, it's gender roles, but it's, it's really just like, what's your role on the team? And I think you do need to find what works for the team. And, and it seems like they agree on their roles. I don't, agree with how they're going to do this like 80 20 split or 70 to me that's how are you even doing that are you if you start succeeding too much at your job is it gonna be like whoa you're making too much you're only supposed to make 30 percent. so now you gotta take a demotion or find another job you're like that's crazy to me I yeah. think people should be 50-50, but like not 50-50 like, oh, you put two grand into an account, I put two grand. It's about like 50 of mine and 50 of John. So it's like 50-50, but equal and it makes sense. For him saying, I'll take care of 80% of things. It's like, how, how, how are you going to do it? Unless you're making a shit ton of money, which I don't think he is at the moment. How, how do you want to do it? And I think for him, it's more about like, I get the culture. I get the ego, but it's like, let's be realistic. Like she also has a job and she can also contribute. So how about like you allow her, which that's something she wants to do too. So I think they need to have more conversation about it's 80, 20. Yeah. I was very surprised to hear the 80, 20 and I get where they're coming from, but what is the expectation of the timeline of that? Is that right now? 
No, I it's don't a think fantasy. you can be right now. Yeah. No, exactly. He said he's like, well, one day I hope to, and th- that's great. One day I hope it's zero zero. I hope we win the lottery, and neither of us have to provide. <laughs> but like, you're just nice. setting up this false expectation that yeah, one day, yeah, you'll you'll only have to work like really part 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 time. But right feel- now, talk about reality. For sure. I feel like I could understand 60-40 saying the guy wants to take a little, like, a little bigger lead on this. Mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, like, I can see that. Like, it's that's realistic to me. 80-20, it's like, what? Like, what is she going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think they, they need to have more conversations about, you know, financials and how they want to run their household and things they expect from each other because they both have these ideas and I think his are less realistic. So They're also very agreeable. And we kind of mm-hmm. talked about other couples who, oh, it's great that they can debate. Until this next conversation, <laughs> it seemed like they were just like, okay, sure, kids, finances, gen- sure, like let's not rock the boat, let's not ruffle any feathers. And they just agreed to agree. And maybe now, post what's coming up, they might actually stand their ground a little bit more and have more of an opinion on on these other topics. And I think yeah, that okay. really threw them for a loop, having mm-hmm. the strong-headed opinion about an item versus I can always compromise. Yeah, for sure. But before we get to the tough conversation, Lauren wants to know about his manscaping. And he I says, did not. He said no. it's, slow, it's slow and soft, whatever that means. <laughs> and he I has a whole was, kit. I thought it was going to turn into, because seasons past, it was a James Allen. James promotion. Allen. Yes. Like, oh, this is uh, the ring from James. I thought it was going to turn into a Manscaped uh, promo. But I think he just really owns it and said it. But yeah. What did he, what did he say? Low and soft? Yeah. Low and soft. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> TMI. Have we, the question is, have we ever had someone ask about that region's routine? I don't think so. I don't think so uh, either. This may have been a maths first. Or it's so <laughs> niche and specific that we just can't recall. I appreciate when Lauren was like, well, I like low over no. Because I thought, put that on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. <laughs> low over no. For sure, for show. Low of a mm-hmm. for show. <laughs> All right, I guess ready for the balcony scene. And it's not the Romeo yeah. and Juliet balcony scene. <laughs> it's the Lauren and Orion balcony scene. It is. So... On the balcony, it seems all good. You can tell they've been drinking, which I'm sure fueled this. (laughs) So drinking in the hot tub, things are getting spicy. Lauren turns to Orion and says, do you use the N-word? Have you ever? He says, ignorantly, when I was younger, in songs, his mom sat him down. Other people sat him down, said, it's not good to say that, educated him on it. And then she gave him a punch for her ancestors. Yes. Yeah, she was, I think, very understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, yeah. I appreciated his honesty and I appreciated her understanding and her reaction and the word that's been going around social media. And I think maybe after party was Grace. And it's like, yeah, she handled it mm-hmm. with Grace. She gave him Grace. She did, especially like, yes, he did something that he he said something he shouldn't have. But he said it when he was younger. He said it when he didn't fully understand, right? So, like, if she gave him shit for it, 
I don't think I would I would really agree. But yeah. that's not how he sees things. <laughs> and I think like I don't know if you guys watched the after party, but people did give him shit. They did. And I'm on my own island here. I actually I'm not the biggest like I see what people are saying about like giving grace, but I think it went too far in one area specifically. But I know I'm on my own island, so I'm ready for the disagreements. <laughs> we, all right, I want to hear. I want to hear where you where you stand. I don't want to say the term. We're going to call it the R word, I guess, for now. So mm-hmm. he asks, "Oh, have you ever said this?" She said she never has. She doesn't really know what it means. And then she points to his face says, oh, I see what it means now. It's your face and starts laughing. Yeah. He does not laugh. It's very tense immediately. Right off the bat, I'm thinking like, okay, well, there was no malice involved. I mean, there was no ill intention at all. So total grace. Like I can get that. It's the continuation of the conversation that kind of made them both just in the worst light possible. She brings up... How do you decide whether you feel offended or is it a joke or is there no line? Which is a great question, honestly, because yes, they're both minorities, but Mm -hmm. that's very different experiences. And I mean, just because you're both a minority doesn't mean you experience life the same. I think every culture everywhere is going to experience it differently. I think we have to rewind a little bit, though, at least the way I'm framing this argument. She never said the R word. No, he she a- did not. He, he asked sure. if if she had. She goes, I don't know what that means. Then looks up and goes, oh, I get it, which is wrong, which that's not where that term comes from. So then for yeah. him to even get upset over that, it's like, well, no, he then goes and educates her where it does come from. But I didn't like that he was treating her like she said it. She didn't. I think it's the context to me because they were like, let's talk about things we don't like being called. Let's talk about what's considered a slur. And then him saying, this is a specific slur and her like pointing and laughing. I was like, oh, the context isn't great because it wasn't like, hey, I don't know what this means. It's more of a I'm going to make a joke about it as to which he didn't find funny. Yeah, this was overall um, an interesting conversation that they have. I want to know, people speculate this was producer-driven. The The idea of asking, have you ever used this word? Like, I'm Jewish. I've never asked somebody, hey, or like, I've never asked a, a partner of mine, hey, have you ever made a Jewish joke when you were Yeah, young? like Ellie and I, I initially, on initial watch, I we were just bantering back and forth, and I said, I have never been that direct in asking someone anything like in this region at all. Um, and cause more than likely, well, one, you're probably going to get an answer. You might get an answer you don't like. And might, someone might just say, no, I've never have been. It's a non-issue, but what are you, how are you going to judge that person on their past? And Orion does mention, like you said, he's being honest. Yeah. I used it when I was younger. I used it in songs. It's like, are we going to beat everyone up in their past? No. And it seems like that's not even a point of, of contention in, in the grand scheme of this conversation. Like everyone's kind of like moved on from there. Like, yes, we've all probably said things not on the up and up when we were kids if or younger. Um, but it's, it's just the way they, the way they made the conversation, it just started getting uncomfortable. Whereas then becoming from more of a place of, you know, let's we're not comfortable talking about this or, 
we should move on, right? We should maybe apologize, maybe to each other, right? Because, you know, one or the other, then we're blaming it. That person but, made a wrong. Let's just come, come to a common point and move on versus extending the conversation. That's exactly where it should have been. Like, the issue that happens, the apology, and maybe asking, like, hey, can we shelf this for now? Like, let's let's calm down. Let's talk about it later. I don't know. But I think the continuation is where it kind of bit them both in the butt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to end this conversation. And she basically almost like agreed with him. She's like, okay, yeah, that sure. Let's, let's move on. Because I think she was feeling the way we all were feeling of like, this cannot continue. Like let's, because it's going to go to a very dark place if we keep it going. Sure. And yeah, she well, was the more mature one who stopped it. What's the resolution at that point? Yeah. Right. How you have to move on. There is no other resolution except you either move on or you divorce. Basically. You right. Yeah. You can't yeah. take, if you're not going to forgive someone, if you're not going to move on, you can't, rewind and take back something someone said or Mm -hmm. thought i was gonna bring up that like the environment also really matters and i was gonna kind of relate it to what they say about cameron on the bus but that's a very different environment than two people in a hot tub been drinking all day it's just cameras around it's in theory mostly just them versus everyone's partying having a great time there's a slit of the tongue the environment's different. Also, I think it matters who said it. Cameron's nothing to Orion. Right. Hopefully, eventually, Lauren will be full-fledged wife. Yeah. And and you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of Cameron, but I did. And who am I to to excuse someone of language? But I said I, I didn't think Cameron had any ill intent no. when mm-hmm. he said I think he confused words. Yeah. And I think he did. But I think I don't think she had an ill intent either. I don't think anyone did. It's just there were no. two different conversations. Yeah. The conversation moves on and Lauren says she's not heated, but does find differences in how they handled or how he handled her, a black woman, and how he handled a joke from a white man. And I thought that's where it got unfair because we could have just apologized, moved on, and that was it. But now it's turning into, okay, but what about this scenario? And I thought Orion made a good point. Oh, he said off the reservation, you said a different R word, which is much worse, Mm -hmm. but you didn't. Like, so that was my thing is Cameron really did say what he said. Lauren did not say what you're getting upset over. No, but that context. Yeah. For me, for me. It is. And Lauren said, I think the worst thing she said was that, oh, oh, I was just joking about it because it is not funny. I was on this with Doraya. It is not funny. However... I think he, I think he might have gone a little too far on seeing her, not not seeing her point. Sure, the the part where I did agree with Ellie, and um, we could even take like even this issue. Just if your partner just says something you disagree with, versus someone outside of your relationship, like this is my life partner, this is my spouse, this is my forever person. That is just Joe Schmo on the street. Like, I don't care about what they say, mm-hmm. but this person, my forever person, it means a lot more coming from them, which is why it probably led to, you know, this instance that we had, right? Yeah. And then a whole other thing is just, if someone's upset, even if you don't agree, and you're like, I didn't even mean it that way, you're being sensitive. Like if someone says like, you hurt me and you care about that person, you should kind of be like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, let's just end it. Like, 
what do you need right now to make it? What do you need me to mm-hmm. do to make it better? Versus like, it kind of turned into like a struggle Olympics at one point, And I was like, oh, let's not go that far. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that made this conversation more challenging was because Lauren felt like, hey, I just gave you a pass. Mm-hmm. Sure. And now you're not doing the same for me. So if it was one sided, it'd probably be easier to be like, my bad. What do you need from me? But it's like, I I showed you grace, right? Sure, why sure. can't you return the favor? And I think that's what the real challenge was with resolving the issue then and there. Does it make a difference that what he said was in his childhood and ignorance, and this was said in real time to a person, but but not said to the person, the context, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Does it make a difference? Yeah, I think I think we should be able to learn and grow. And if we can't, well, then we're all doomed as humans. So I feel like (laughs) anyone should have a chance at redemption. I just have a hard time even debating this topic because I don't think I don't know what she said. Right. She didn't say he he said, oh, did you say this word? And she goes, no, I don't even know what that means. And then, boom, now she's in trouble because she thought she all of a sudden figured it out. She she thought she had an aha moment. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. She was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And trying to connect what that word meant. But then she got the wrath as if she had said it. Yeah. It's tough. It, it is super tough. Topic. Tough topic. It was tough. <laughs> tough topic for sure. <laughs> also, it's like it's a heavy topic. It's a topic that needs to be addressed, but it's not a lot, you know. Um it, yeah, it's it's a tough topic. And the end of the conversation just it was really what I do when I'm over a conversation where you're just like, okay, yeah. Like you're just, right. <laughs> like, we're yeah. ending so it. Ellie, Ellie and I have jokingly said, okay, okay means fuck off. Because <laughs> I'm always like, yep, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I said. She was just trying to end the whole thing. Like she's like, I, I, I can't continue. Let's just, you know, I'll, I'll just be done with it because he, I don't think he would let it go for a while. Yeah. yeah. I think in that circumstance, Time heals all. And maybe, yeah, just stopping the debate for a minute, cooling down. If you have to walk away, walk away. I think maybe a couple hours. Although I never watch After Party. But on After Party, I think he was still standing by his reaction. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. I, th- I think he... I think he kind of acknowledged a little bit of like, oh, okay. Like, I, I could have given her more grace. But, Yeah. I don't think they're together. That's my. I think this was like literally the beginning of the end. Like, I think, yeah. When I do watch After Party, it is rare, maybe every other one. But I think we need to tune in more because you can learn so much about Mm -hmm. body language. And you'd be like, that Mm -hmm. person is definitely not married. That is not a happily married person that has a partner by their side. They are not married. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As we told you guys before we started recording, Normally, we watch MAPS Wednesday night, and as soon as it ends, we run into our room and start recording. So we never get the chance to to watch After Party, but because we were delayed this week, then we could. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, you learn a lot watching After oh, you Party. Do. You do. Leon, what was your theory? Who else did you say was so monotone and like not into it that you said you don't think they're together? It's one I'm not proud to say, but it was Austin in one of the after parties. I don't know if I believe you. (laughs) He was speaking, and and I'm sorry I can't remember the specific after party, but it was almost like he was just talking about him and Becca and the way, just in his voice, right, the inflection, and he just was a little bit monotone. He wasn't happy. He wasn't 
recapping those moments as happy, loving moments. And I just thought he's not selling it to me that he's married. And I'm bummed out that I'm thinking that way because I am rooting hard for them. <laughs> so we don't look at spoilers. We try not to. Some are hard to not see. But a lot of our friends told us not the spoil, but said we saw the spoilers and it's mind blowing. And so my only mm-hmm. assumption is that, yeah, the couple we all love is probably not together. But I don't I have no proof of that. Well, there's going to. Some spoilers were that there's going to be this big cheating scandal, right? I don't yes, know I haven't where, decided if uh, I believe it. Yeah. Is it editing? Because there's always right. creative editing, <laughs> and that's that's a big one because they literally kind of teased this with um, Clint, and it wasn't what it was—the whole kiss, right? Yes, it oh, wasn't yeah. really like that it whole thing happened. Right exactly, like it, it, everyone was standing around, like. It wasn't what we thought it was. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, he cheated. And yeah. so I'm curious to see if this cheating scandal is an actual cheating scandal or if it's just, you know, producer-driven. One thing they did mention in one of the previews was it seems like Lauren had been intimate relatively, you know, in a short time frame yeah. before the show started. I do wonder if it's going to be twisted in that, in your mental state of going down this path of married at first sight and changing your mentality of, I am going to be married to someone, but you're still being intimate with people. Is it being now twisted to say in a way you're cheating on me? And that would be a little far fetched for me, but yeah, I think it was, I think they said, Oh, a couple months ago you were intimate, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you didn't even know until a few weeks ago that you were getting matched. So you're not going to put your life on, on a hold just, in the off chance you do get on this show. For exactly. Sure. Like I don't see any issue with anyone hooking up until whenever, until basically know. right before, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of weird if they said, Hey, you were matched. Oh, and I'm sleeping with someone after that would be yeah. a That's bit concerning. Odd. That's concerning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But be a bit if, odd. if she banged someone the day before DC, DP and PC knocked on her door and said, Hey, you were matched. then it's okay. Because you don't know. Right. We've even had instances of past cast members say, hey, I had to end someone with something to make sure it didn't go anywhere because I'm I'm going down this path. So totally. Oof. What an episode, guys. I know. It was very spicy. <laughs> very Just like very that, they spicy. got us. They got us back in. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm reeled in every it. season. <laughs> right? Well, we say that now. What are we, episode five? When we get to episode nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be eating our words. Right. It won't be so spicy anymore. <laughs> I hope this season will be good because after the past one but in Nashville, like I need a good season. And then I am loving it so far. So I have very, very high hopes. I do too. I wasn't sure going into the season. I wasn't sure about the city. And then I really liked everyone, even though they're being like showing a little bit more of them their like true selves now. Like I'm still into it. It's great. Yeah. I like to see where it goes. It's fine. Same here. Yeah. We got drama already, which is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. good sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you feel about Lauren and Orion being the only couple we have not seen on a preview for Decision Day? Ooh, I didn't even see. I'm not Ooh. good at picking up on stuff like this. I do, <laughs> Teresa loves watching Interesting. previews. Interesting. I, as I said, immediately I run away from the sofa and I start setting up the mics. <laughs> so I did not even know that, but that's kind of telling. You're right. Makes me nervous. 
Interesting. I mean, we've had couples kind of like ending it before it went anywhere on the natural season with Mac. True. Yep. So maybe maybe the Lauren and Michael can maybe she could dump Orion and go go with Michael. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she will. They will end it, and that's how we're gonna bring Michael into the mix. That would be a yeah. really nice like transition, actually, going from mm-hmm. keeping the four couples, one just moseys on out, we <laughs> <you> replace them. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see, guys. We'll see. I think that would go back to John's point where, like, is this still legit because we have backup couples for people? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right. We're making a TV show. We understand. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the initial olive branch to even ask if we would be interested. Of course we are. We love your podcast. We want everyone to go check you guys out, especially 90 Day Fiance. Very fun to talk like as a couple about maths as well. So please check them out, everyone. Thank you well, so thank, much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having us on your mm-hmm. pod. And it was a blast. I'm glad we could talk about this episode together. It was a juicy one. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Thank you all. Have a good weekend.